0: Thank you for listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that your life will be forever changed by what you hear today. Our goal is to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now, let's tune in. Well, good morning, church. Happy Mother's Day again. Happy Mother's Day. How many of you guys already have lunch plans? You know where you're going for lunch man, how many of you ask your wife where she want to go for lunch? She goes, I don't know, where do you want to go? That happened to me. So uh, we're probably going through McDonald's and going home. That's a trap. Don't fall for that. Uh, she's wanting you to make very fancy and elaborate plans. So do that. Uh, yeah. So I want you to have a great day today. Ladies, today is all about you. We celebrate you today. Uh, can I say this? Whether it's Uh, you're a biological mother, whether you're a spiritual mother, grandmother, uh, we thank you for what you give and how you dedicate your life to loving the next generation. Uh, and Wendy will tell you, she, her first child is me. She helps raise me. So thank you for what you do, uh, for your, your, the men in your life as well. Um, I had a very cool sermon set, uh, in the letters series that I was going to teach. Uh, and I had that thing finished up on Tuesday. Man, I was ready to preach it. And then Thursday, the Holy Spirit said, uh, I got something else for you. I got something else for you. If, If you'd like to teach something that's based on mothers specifically. And he took me through verses, and it's talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I thought, well, Lord, that's a specific woman, and can we all look to one person in the Bible with the expectation of those blessings coming to us. And he took me to Romans chapter 2, verse 11, which says, There is no partiality with God. So, what he does for one person, he will do for everyone. It's a benefit of God that he is big enough, good enough, altogether lovely enough that what he has done for one, he can do for all. Isn't that a great thought today? Such a wonderful thought. So today I want to start off by talking to you, and I've entitled my sermon, Blessed Are You. You, specifically. Ladies, I'm coming straight at you today. I want to give you all of the goodness that God's word has specifically for you on Mother's Day. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 and 28. It says, now in the sixth month, The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed are you among women. While I was reading this, it stood out to me that they go through all of these adjectives. It says that, um, before it gives us Mary's name, it says she was in uh, Galilee, uh, a city called Nazareth in Galilee. She was a virgin who was uh, already betrothed to a man named Joseph. uh, And she was part of the house of David. And it goes on again, it says, and the virgin's name was Mary. We finally get to her identity. Can I tell you, our society is really bad about categorizing us for what we do and not who we are. So in Mary's position, what we're hearing about is where she's from, who she's marrying, her lifestyle. We're hearing all these different things, but we finally hear who she is. Can I tell you, we need to be careful with that because it's imperative that we recognize the women in our life for who they are not just what they do. And you say, well, I never do that. Well, how many times do you describe your wife and say, boy, she's a great mom? She's a great mom. Nothing wrong with that. How about this? Boy, I talk about Wendy all the time. I say, well, she's a fantastic leader, right? Can I tell you, there's nothing wrong with giving praise uh, for attributes, but sometimes we need to really give God thanks for who the person is specifically. And the reason why this is so important is our society has gotten to a place to where we value so much what women can do that women sometimes get lost and they feel like they themselves are unseen. We see this a lot in young moms. We see this a lot in women who are recently married. They go through these giant crescendos where it feels like everybody's focused on them. But really, if we're being honest, people are focused on the event that takes place. And then after the baby's born or after the wedding, they get lost in the identity of what they've become. And they feel unseen. And that can lead to all sorts of depression and questions that they shouldn't have to ask. I challenge you, husbands, children, Let's honor our mothers today for who they really are as an individual. Yes, it's great that you have a great mama. But can I tell you, your mama has a name, and she is specifically loved and unique to God. And we should recognize those unique attributes, yes. But we should also be grateful that we have that specific person in our life. I love that it goes on to say, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. My first point for you today, ladies, is this. You're blessed and favored. You are blessed and favored. God loves you. He created you as a female, and I, for one, am glad I was not made a female. Uh, I am not strong enough to do what you do. Uh, I have had a kidney stone before. Uh, And that is horrible in the size of a grain of pepper. Uh, I cannot think about actually delivering a child. Uh, So I want to thank you for your strength today. And I want to thank God today that he passed me over with the strength necessary to be a woman. Amen. And all the men said, that's right. That's right. But it says that you are favored. So I started looking up the word favored Uh, And and it's all over the place, uh, the the word favor, because it takes a different meaning depending on how it's used. But the general consensus is this, it's receiving special focus and advantage. It's receiving special focus and advantage. Your father in heaven loves you so much that he gives you a specific focus, a special focus, and he gives you advantages that other people won't have. Can I tell you, when God looks down from heaven, he doesn't see a mother, he doesn't see a sister, he doesn't see a wife. He sees you individually and unique. And he customizes his favor for your life. He customizes his goodness just for you. And he's just big enough and he's just wonderful enough to make that happen. I guess what I'm saying today is ladies on Mother's Day... I want you to expect heaven's best every day for your life because you are uniquely and wonderfully made. You are a creation of complete masterful work that God put you together, knit you together in your mother's womb and he made you with specific gifts and he has honored you with specific and unique advantages in your world. Number two, you have great value. You have great value. As soon as Mary found out that she was pregnant, she runs over, uh, and this is found in Luke chapter 1, verse 39 through 45. It says, now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard in greeting uh, heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. So Elizabeth is pregnant, which we know is John the Baptist, there we go. And so the baby that's inside Elizabeth leaps with excitement because something in the spirit is recognized. And so uh, Elizabeth begins to get excited. And if we jump, uh, Elizabeth says, as she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. You have great value. Great value. I love that The angel came, and we hear all about the characteristics of Mary, and we finally get to the specifics of Mary, but when she goes to her friend, her friend goes specifically right after who Mary is and begins to be grateful for Mary specifically, and she begins to talk about just how blessed uh, and the value specifically of Mary. The reason I want to point out your value today is because the world has tried to form a box and it said if you stay inside this box you have value but if you get out of this look if you don't dress this way if you don't speak this way if you don't uh uh, drive this or go here or the world puts value on us incorrectly and it's really unfair with how they do it to women I want you to see something very cool here. Mary went to a friend, an extended family member named Elizabeth, and that person called out her value. Ladies, do you have somebody in your life that calls out your value? You see, God created friendship just for that reason, to give you affirmation into the facts of who God created you to be. You see, the devil has taken friendship and has perverted it to become something it never was supposed to be. When you have godly friends, they will always point out your true identity first, right? And who God created you to be. And they will always return you back to the scripture as the truth about who you are. But when you have friends who are walking according to the flesh and not according to the spirit, they will value you in certain ways, but they can never truly value you the way God has valued you because they don't understand how God's system works. Let me explain how God's system works. God looked down into time and he saw specific needs that needed to be met, and then he goes back in time and knits together a person specifically for the task at hand. That's why you're here. Because there was a specific moment in time that needed a character just like you with the gifts that you have, with the strength that you have, with the focus that you have, That's why you're here. Well, as soon as the devil saw that plan, it was imperative to him to put people in your life to validate everything but your true purpose. Why? Because if we validate the wrong purpose, you'll never follow the right plan. And so the devil will put people in your life that will validate the wrong things to keep you from going the right direction. Ladies, can I tell you, who you surround yourself with is important. Have you ever had a friend that the minute you didn't conform to what they wanted, they were no longer a friend? Have you ever had a friend that was so needy that they never cared about what your need was? Can I tell you, you have great value. And God has put a mechanism called friendship into place to reflect your value. You see, there's two places that you can find your value in the word and in your friends. Think about that. There's two places that your value can be validated through the scripture and through the people around you. And if the people around you validate the wrong features, you can change your trajectory altogether, and you will begin to question whether or not you're the right person for the job. Can I tell you, the words that people around you speak make a difference. If you don't believe that, I got some oceanfront property in Laurel Hill I'd like to sell you. The words that people use in your presence matter. Have you do any of y'all have those friends that are just the negative Nancy's? The the downtrodden Deontes? Huh? Y'all got those? The the doubting Debras. Anybody got friends like that? Friends that are always in a negative form. They find it hard to see the positive in themselves. And they will certainly struggle to point out the value in you. What I encourage you to do is find people in your world who first know the scripture. The scripture is the basis of all truth. And if you walk in truth, it trickles into other areas of your life. When you feel yourself with truth, it's what comes out. I say this all the time to my kids. Humans are like tubes of toothpaste. Whatever you put in, that's what's coming out. And generally, it's what pours out when pressure is applied, right? So if you have a bunch of people around you that are always saying the wrong things, it's because they're putting the wrong things in, right? It's because you have people around you that aren't allowing the word of God to penetrate into their spirit. So that way, when the pressure of life is applied, the scripture doesn't come out. And then you're shocked when they devalue you. Ladies, hear me today. You have great value. If you don't hear anything else, I say hear that. You have great value. God created you with such a unique touch that nobody can do what you do. Think about that. There is nobody who can care for your children the way you can. There is nobody who can encourage your spouse the way you can. There is nobody that can do your job the way you can. You are uniquely made and God has called you to a unique purpose. And so often we allow what other people say about us to become our reality And we forget what the word says altogether. Frank, can I tell you, start with the word and see what it says about you and then let the people around you validate that. You don't let what people say value you first and then go to the word to change what they say. Start with the word. Find your value according to the scripture. And I promise you this, you will begin to walk and function so much easier in your gifting and your calling because you know that you're capable. I do a lot of counseling and I am seeing a consistent attack of the devil through the people I'm counseling. And it's very uh, ugly, but it's simple what he's doing. He is devaluing people to themselves to where people no longer feel like they are unique. Can I tell you, that's his number one approach. In my opinion, the number one approach of the enemy right now is devaluing our youth. And this is how he's doing it. He's saying you're not unique. You're just another oxygen sucking creature on this round ball. There's nothing unique about you. And then he's saying, but there could be something unique about you. If you would just Change your pronouns. Hello? There there could be something unique about you if you would just be a little more fluid in this area of your life. And so what's happening is the devil's then sending people into their world to validate them based on those lies. So they're attracted to that. Because it's the attention that they really needed to begin with. And so the validation is happening in the wrong area of their life. We're seeing that. And can I tell you, it's not just our youth youth and young people. It's in our adults as well. Ladies, do not fall for that trick of the devil. You are wonderfully and uniquely made. God made you with a purpose in mind. He made you with a unique gift. He made you with a unique purpose. He made you for a unique time. I know he made me for today because I don't know what I'd do without air conditioning. Amen. Refrigeration. Eat cold cuts. Come on, somebody. I say all that, but God has placed you perfectly in the season in which you're alive. And now we wonder why we have doubts about, are we capable? The mere fact that you have doubts should simply remind you that there's an enemy of your soul and nothing more. Do not believe the lies. You have great, great value. Great, great value. Point number three, you have authority. I'm bringing them for a landing you have authority. So after Mary has Jesus, we hear a lot about Jesus as a baby and him going to Egypt to uh, uh, Miss Herod's massacre of, of young children. Uh, and he comes back from Egypt. And then it kind of goes silent until Jesus is about 12 and then just points out a big mistake that Mary and Joseph made. They left their kid. Uh which I'm like, boy, that's really encouraging. Of everything that was going on in Jesus' life, they point out a mistake that his mom and daddy made. Can you imagine knowing you have the Messiah and you left him? And I'm not talking about like, I got in the car and realized he was still in the store. No, three days. Where's Jesus? I don't know. How long? When did you see him last? Tuesday? What? You lost the Messiah. Great job, Mary. Mary, he was with you, Joe. <laughs> right? So we see this, this drastic failure in them as parents, which I've got to be honest, I find a little bit of peace in that. Can I, I'm not saying my kids are the Messiah, but I've certainly blown it. And I feel great that they point out that Mary and Joseph knew they were babysitting God and they left him. Like that makes me feel pretty good about Nora eating two scoops of ice cream when she should have only had one, right? I'm okay. Like I'm not failing as a parent. But I love that it goes from from Mary being a virgin. She has the baby. He gets to about two years old, crickets. Massive mistake, crickets again. Now Jesus is 30. And we don't hear anything other than one verse that says, and he grew in favor with man and God. That's it. That's all we hear for this giant gap. And the next thing we see is Jesus goes out at 30 and starts making some friends, and they call him disciples. Kind of weird to make some friends at 30. You ever thought about that? 30 years old, going out to make some friends. Guys, you want to hang out? Right? That lets me know his parents never left him alone again, (laughs) right? Jesus was never left alone again. His mom was like the ultimate helicopter mom, like, nope, you're Messiah, you never leave Messiah again, we're going to be those weird parents. Finally at 30, they're like, okay, you can go down by the water, see if you like any of those guys, but come right back home. Okay, so he goes and he finds some friends and they get invited to a party, a marriage supper. And they go and Jesus takes all of his new friends and they go to this wedding. And we find the story in John chapter two. It says, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. So there's Mary again, not even mentioned by name. Yep, Jesus's mama was there. It's like, thanks a lot. Couldn't even call her by name. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. I can just hear that. Mary, you and Joe, y'all make it to the wedding? Well, is Jesus invited? I guess you can bring him, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna leave him alone, obviously. You left him completely alone for three days a few years ago. Well, can he bring his friends? Can he bring his friends? Okay, fine, he can bring his friends. So Jesus... And his friends and his mama are at a party, which by definition sounds like a horrible party, doesn't it? You, your friends, and your mama partying? Come on, that's a little different. No offense, Bo, that was a great party yesterday. You're just 15, you're not 30. So uh, when they ran out of wine, watch this. They ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus. Can we say Mary for Pete's sake? The mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. She comes to Jesus and she says, hey, they're out of wine. Jesus said, woman, again, what? We can't call her Mary. We can't get a mama here. Nothing. He says, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Mary's in a move that only a mama can make like a boss. She looks over at the servants and she says, whatever he says, do it. And she walks out. This is a powerful point for every mother here and you need to hear this. Whether you are a biological whether you are a spiritual mother, a foster mother, however you impart who you are to children, what you speak into the next generation changes things. Jesus was bound. Now watch this. This is a crazy point. Jesus was bound to do what his mama told him to do. Why? Because the scripture says, honor your father and mother, right? Jesus literally couldn't say no. This is Jesus's first miracle. His mother literally called him into his majesty. Let that just sink for a second. His mama's voice Called him into his anointing. They don't even mention her by name. And the mother of Jesus, woman, what does that have to do with me? And the mother of Jesus said, whatever he says, do it. Jesus had no choice. Can I tell you, we don't know this for sure but we don't know if Jesus's ministry was even supposed to start then. We do know that Jesus had an understanding of who he was at that time because he'd already told the disciples to come follow me. But he didn't, didn't then he says, mom, uh, I can't be doing no miracles yet. It ain't time for that. She says, I don't care what you think. I can just hear my mom say, I brought you into this world. I can take you out. You have been invited to this party and they need you to be who you are. Now stand up and be who I know you are. Now watch this. Mamas, you have authority because you know what other people don't know about your children. Let me say it again. Don't miss this you know the gifts that are in your children because at one point in time when you were pregnant, that gift was in you. The father, yes, was involved in the process, but you carried the kid while he's carrying the gift. You and your words have great authority with the generation to come. Why do I tell you that today? Because all too often, we always put an emphasis on what the head of the household has to say. We always put an emphasis on what daddy said. Mama, can I tell you something? Your words have authority. Joseph was nowhere around when Jesus was called into the fullness of his gift. It was his mama that did it because she knew something. She had this intuition that in and of itself is a gift. And she began to function at this other level. They're not even calling her by name, still not recognizing her and her uniqueness. What does that mean to us today? That even if you're overlooked, it doesn't change the fact that you have authority. Even if your uniqueness is overlooked by the people around you, you still have mighty purpose. And she speaks to Jesus and she says, you're going to do this. She looks back at the people and she goes, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And then she can walk out. Why? Because she knows the gifts of her children. And she knows the promise that we first talked about. That you are highly favored. And what God is going to do in you and through you is going to change the world. Can I tell you, mothers, what God has done in you and through you will change the world. Every one of our children, every one of our spiritual children, everybody that we impact... Can I tell you, I just want to thank each and every one of you. Yes, Wendy and I are the parents of Maddie, Gabe, and Nora. But each one of you play a special role in how they are raised. Does it take a village? Yes or no? Mamas, hear me. Hear my heart today. The world is doing everything it can to disrupt the identity of the next generation. Jesus walks in the party with some of his buddies and he looks like just a normal Galilean. Just another guy at the party. Just another human on earth. His mama says, no, that one's different. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. She knew there was a uniqueness in her son, why? Because there was a uniqueness in her. Friends, can I tell you, it's imperative Mamas, hear me today. It's imperative that you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Let that encourage you today. Let that remind you today that you have a purpose. Even if you're in a season to where you feel like nobody sees you, nobody identifies you, nobody understands what you're going through. I mean, they didn't even call her Mary. What Didn't he call her mama? Even her own son said woman. Do you ever felt like you just overlooked Ladies, have you just ever felt like you're unseen? Had conversations with Wendy, and I'll be honest, as a man, I don't speak female. I don't, men, we speak very direct, women speak in circles. If a man breaks his ankle, he'll say, My ankle's broke. If a woman breaks her ankle, she goes, I was doing the dishes. And I had the dishwasher door open. And speaking of that, the door's still squeaking. Do you have any WD-40 or not? Well, I went to step over and put one of the pie plates in the dishwasher and I slipped and fell. And when I fell, I noticed Nora has put gum underneath the bar, you need to get that. And finally you get to the point, what is wrong, Wendy? Well, there's something with my ankle. I don't know. It's really swollen and it's blue. Uh, and speaking of blue, what color are you wearing on Mother's Day? Because I want us to kind of match the backdrop. And, I, and and your pink shirt, that one you've gotten, you've had for 20 years, will match the loveliness of the rose that's going to be on the screen while you preach. So you should probably, and I'm just like, let's go to the doctor, please. Women speak in these great circles and they can get together, and then they all start speaking in circles, and they all speak their own language, and I'm like, "What's what are they saying? And Wendy's like, here's what's happening, play by play. This is what's going on in so-and-so's house, and this is what they need prayer for, and I'm like, how did you figure that out from that conversation? Why am I, why am I making light about this? Because there's going to be days that I don't hear her for who she is. That the way she communicates, even her other half will miss her. The person that desires to know her more than anybody on earth will still miss who she is and what she needs. But God never will. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He has a plan for your life. You are his beloved. Just let that sink in. You are his beloved. Ladies all across the room, stand to your feet. I want to pray a special prayer over you. I want to thank you all for being here. You are highly favored of the King. You are beautiful. You are unique. You are fierce. More than that though, I want to tell you things that I don't know that you hear enough. You're recognized. You're heard. You're understood. God speaks your language. And I love this most of all. The same things that he told Mary, he speaks to you today and he says, rejoice. You are highly favored. And amongst other women, you are so blessed. Look around, you are among other women, but you uniquely are blessed today. Your purpose is unique and your blessing is unique. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the women of Hope City. Father, may we value them for their true value, not for what they do, not for their titles, not for their effort, which is monumental. Who may we value them for the unique and beautiful creatures that they are and that you've created. Father, this world values us on what we can do, but you value us for who we are. And may we pattern our life after you in such a way that we do the same. So Father, whether it's a husband, a son, a daughter, mother, Lord, let us see our women in our life the way you see them. And let us honor them accordingly. Father, I call them blessed in Jesus' name. I call them favored in Jesus' name. I speak peace and joy and hope and love and restoration. And Father, I speak affirmation to your daughters today that they don't need affirmation from outside because it comes from within. It comes from you. That you would affirm them in such a way that they would have a new boldness as they walk out of this place. Bless your daughters today. Bless them in a unique way just as you've designed them in a unique way. I thank you for that, Lord. Remind them that nothing goes unseen by your eye, that you see them right where they are. You see them just as they've been created. Surround them with women who will speak their value to them. Surround them with friends that will see who you've created. Lord, I pray you would protect them from people who would value them for the wrong reasons. Protect your daughters from carelessness and the people who are careless with them. And I thank you, Lord, that you're going to give them a year of your blessing and your favor. A year unlike any other year that they truly see that they are recognized as the masterpieces of heaven that they are. And I thank you for that. Bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace both now and forevermore. Cover us with the blood of Jesus from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Bring us back next week with more wisdom and more of your word. Lock away in our heart and we'll give you the praise for it. Bless our mothers today. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us today for the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that what you've heard today will bless you until the next time we meet again. We hope you'll join us again soon to be encouraged, inspired, and challenged to experience the real Jesus. Take good care and God bless.